Critically Chaotic is a rowdy Dungeons & Dragons podcast that consists of adult themes and humor. Content warnings for this episode can be found in the episode description as well as a link to transcripts. Because of some real-life circumstances, Sayla will be missing for a few sessions, and thus Leaf will be off on a solo adventure for several episodes. Due to real-life obligations, Queen could not make it to the session, and so Mogan will be absent from this episode. Rest, weary traveler, and enjoy. In the last episode, the Vox did their best to pick up the pieces of the team. Unfortunately, two members of the team were quickly pulled away, with Leaf getting a mysterious letter and Mogan storming off to cool down. With only four members left, Carius and Jerome got to talking, solidifying their friendship and encouraging Jerome to keep trying to make things right with the rest of the Vox. Meanwhile, Bay and Snow went to go see Valen and the Fey artifacts, and things quickly went downhill for them. Vey's mysterious dreams have begun to bleed into reality, causing problems for her and everyone else around her. Now we zero in on Snow as she tries to grapple with her feelings after everything that's happened. I'm going to say on the way as well, like after everything that just happened, she's going to pull the necklace that's been in her pocket this whole time, which I'm sure only made all this worse. But she's going to she's going to pull that necklace out and just like kind of as she's walking, she's just looking at it and like trying to figure out what the hell is happening right now. But like af- after she's out of the side of Valen, because <laughs> yeah, no, Valen's <laughs> just like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> So, yeah, you pull it out, and it's the same as before. It still has, like, that slight familiarity to it. As you're, as you're getting away and you're out of the room full of artifacts, it no longer feels as, like, overwhelmingly dizzy as it did beforehand. But nothing has really changed with the necklace, it doesn't seem. I guess, like, after a little bit of her walking, kind of, like, I'd, I'd assume pretty much in the dark by herself... She kind of realizes it's probably not the smartest to be staring down at her hand, contemplating the world, and puts it back in her pocket and like pl- pays a little more attention just in case. When she goes back into more of the main area of town, she is able to come across a tavern, which is called Riley Anar's Tap House. Does it look like... I, she would probably take a second to appraise it, first of all, and... Both seeing how busy it is, if it seems like it's going to be like an absolute dirt grime of a place, or if it's at least like a somewhat decent establishment, because like she does, you know, prefer slightly finer things. And after the day she's had, she really doesn't feel like dealing with like the worst kind of a tavern. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's closer to the noble district. It's not in the noble district, but um, it's closer to it. And so this is where a lot more of the finer establishments are. So it definitely is not like a dinky, old, uh, dirty tavern. It definitely looks more high-end. Um, you can smell, like, you can uh, catch some sense of food coming from out an open window, and it smells delicious. Yeah, she'll uh, she'll ha- make her way in then. So there are a few people that are drinking. It's not like, uh, it's not an in and tavern combo. It's just a tavern. And so you walk in and you're immediately in the eating area. And there is one big room um, in the front where there are a lot of people um, all around. There's a hallway that leads off to the side, which you can assume is where like the bathrooms are. And then there's another door um, uh, behind the bar, which you can assume is where the kitchen is. Okay. Um, I guess she'll just go up and get a tankard and go and sit at whatever available table she can find. Is she planning on doing anything in particular? How many drinks is she planning on getting? Uh, probably two to start, and then she'll go from there seeing how she feels. But right now, she's just trying to like take a moment and have a breath after the kind of day it's been. So she'll like immediately chug one, but then take a little bit longer with the second one. And like actually, as she's drinking it, she's going to kind of look around and be somewhat observing people, but not really in a way that's actually 
taking in much information, more in just like trying to distract herself. Okay. So it seems like people are kind of mostly sticking to themselves. There are, there's like a couple that are hanging out together at one table. There are a couple people at the bar, like an old man who looks like he's just kind of falling asleep on the bar and another one who's attempting and failing to flirt with the barkeep. There's a, a pretty young woman that is uh, just like operating a book by herself. Uh, probably the most interesting person in the tavern is uh, some guy that is trying to talk to uh, like a group of people by the door. And he's like, he's holding these kinds of like, they look like fighting gloves of some kind. And it seems like he's almost making like a sales pitch about like, hey, you should, uh, you should buy, you should buy these gloves here. These are great gloves. They're really good. Nobody's going to see it. You move even faster. You're like a monk. These are like monk gloves. And he's just like trying to pitch it to this group of people who just like aren't really like giving his spiel a listen. They're just sort of like, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Just keep moving. Snow is kind of watching with interest and like half listening to the pitch and half trying to see what these magical, beautiful gloves look like. You can tell that they're like, they're not like the best kind of item. They look cheaply made. However, they still look pretty. Uh, they're like, um, you know, the, the, the kind of armor that look like scales, you know? Uh, yeah, they're, they're like that for the gloves. So it's like scale mail gloves i guess and it's a bit hard to see because he's a little ways away uh but they have like a kind of glint to them where it's not like just straight um not just straight bronze or copper or silver uh they they have like an almost kind of like greenish sheen to them that makes it look almost like an exotic metal it's kind of more cheaply put together it's not a really high-end item but it sure is pretty you know, it's like it's like something that you see in a wish advertisement where you're just like, yeah, that looks pretty. I know it's probably shitty, but it's pretty. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> wish fighting gloves. Is he like kind of going around to all the different tables or? It seems like he's really just going for people that like have armor. Like the group he was talking to seemed to be like adventurers or adventure adjacent type people they have like on a bit more than just general traveling clothes and so when they finally kind of shoo him away he's he gives a little sigh and then he's like looking around the tavern and he spots you with your full getup and he and you can almost see like a light in his eyes like oh potential customer and so he uh walks on over and he doesn't get, like, right up to you. He doesn't sit across from the table uh, with you. He just stays standing. And he gives, like, a kind of half bow. And he's like, well, hello there, Missy. Uh, can I interest you in some of these lovely gloves? And he holds them up for you to see. What makes them special? Well, you see, these gloves were imbued with the magic from only the finest that can be found in Adria. And with the, with the magic that are imbued in these gorgeous gloves, they will give you a faster flick of the wrist against anyone that you might get into combat with. Which, on a meta level, he is implying that you will get advantage on your attacks. <laughs> Dope. Um... Snow kind of, like, raises her eyebrows a little bit, looks at them. Well, how much? All right, now listen. With something like this, if I were to sell it to the finest people, I would, of course, charge them something like 30 gold. But for you, madam, for such a wonderful young adventurer like yourself, 10 silver. I'll do 5 silver. Oh, why, why, madam, I'm giving you such a large discount from 30 gold to 10 silver. Sir, let's be plain with each other. We both know that those are not made well and will likely break at the first punch. But quite honestly, they would look good with my outfit and I'm willing to take one. And maybe if I buy one, more people will be willing to. So five silver. He, his, like, charming smile fades a little bit, and you can see more of, like, the authentic kind of businessman. Seven silver. Uh, five. I said five. And I said ten, and so here we are at seven. Still on the cheapest side on your end. Six. 
Seven. Six. Six and five copper. Fine. <laughs> All right, so you hand him over the money. He sets down the gloves very gently and gives you now a full bow. Thank you very much for your patronage, madam, and I hope you have a lovely evening. You too. And she immediately just completely removes her attention from him and puts on the gloves, kind of looks at her hands, flexes her fingers, almost like she's looking at a new ring or something, and kind of just nods a little and then goes back to her beer. He doesn't really seem to take offense to it. Once he has his money and he gives his bow, he heads on out of the tavern. I'd say she she finishes her second beer and is kind of, or ale or whatever it is, and she takes a second, she's kind of like debating getting another and grumbling a little bit to herself and trying to contemplate whether she even wants to go back to the guild right now and just kind of staring at the table for a second. And that's while she's doing that contemplating that the doors open and a very loud group of what I can only describe as frat boys enters the bar, uh, led by one guy in the front that just looks like an absolute chad of a man. He's got the stereotypical, like, Gaston kind of a build. He's got the chiseled jaw. He's got the butt chin. He's got the stereotypical, like, bright blue eyes and blonde hair that waves in the wind. The classic, horrible Chad. Oh, God. How many did you say there was? So there's the Chad, and then he has two lackeys that are behind him that are also good-looking, but compared to him, are not that good-looking. Snow kind of hears them come in, because they are obviously so loud that, like, everybody in the bar hears them. And she looks over, immediately rolls her eyes, and almost thinks maybe she should just leave right then and there. But knowing what is waiting back at the guild, decides to stay put and just hopes that they will leave her alone. And that was your first mistake, you see, for (laughs) they go up to the bar, they order some drinks, the barkeep looks quite annoyed and just gets them their ale as they request. And then the Chad does that thing where like he picks up his mug and then he turns around and like leans back on the bar with his elbows as though he's like just kind of observing looking around and then his eyes zero in on you and you know that look you've seen that look from so many annoying straight guys (laughs) where it's just like you i bet you want dick and so he just heads on over and unlike the the man from before, who just seems like a gentleman in comparison, he slides right across from you on the t- at the table, and he says, oh, "Well, hello there. What's a fine woman like you doing out all alone here? Do you think I can't take care of myself? That I need a man to protect me?" Oh no, I didn't say that, honey. I just think it might be better with some company, don't you think? I am not your honey, nor did I request company. Well, maybe you didn't request it, but I can tell when a woman just needs a little company, you know what I mean? And underneath the table, his foot, like, goes over and, like, slides up your leg a little bit. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, the second that any part of his body touches her... She not only recoils and gets a look of absolute rage on her, but her hand flashes up and grabs him by the neck of his shirt and she whips him over so he's not like right beside her. And she just says, if you ever touch me again, you will regret it. Oh, I see that this is one woman that prefers to be in charge, but I think we should maybe leave it to the man to keep that in mind, don't you think, sweetheart? She takes a second, and suddenly a a very specific look comes over her face that, to a very stupid man, it might look like she's interested and charmed, but to anyone else 
it is very obvious what is about to happen. <laughs> and she she looks at him and stands up and moves over towards him and kind of whispers a little and goes, well, I must warn you, I like it rough. He gets that, he gets that, that lustful, oh yeah, oh yeah, I just bagged a chick tonight kind of a look on his face. And he also like stands up to he's um he's taller than you and so he stands up to like lean over you in that kind of like <laughs> I'm like big and strong and therefore I'm sexy kind of a way and he says oh yeah well I can handle that does he go to like put any any hand on me or anything yeah he probably goes to like do the thing with like putting the hands on the hips kind of a thing he probably goes to do that I hate that um the second the absolute second that his hand touches any part of my body I am going to go to punch him in the face alright roll an attack with advantage fuck yeah oh man oh man honestly still was not the best roll but that's okay Uh, so that is uh, that's a 16 then Uh, yeah that hits (laughs) <laughs> so you you get a good punch on him. A very nice, solid, just smack in the jaw. And the cool part is that, like, so you punch him real hard. You punch him so good and very fast. And his head, like, does that, like, sharp, like, uh, slam to the side from the punch. And you're able to see that the scale nail had left, like, an, almost like an indent across his cheek. Like, just a sharp uh, red marks where it's just like, that's going to bruise into the shape of a punch in the morning. And it's going to be gorgeous. Beautiful. And so then he, so his head like had snapped to the side. And now he looks back at you and his eyes are just aflame with rage. And so now you have entered combat. So roll an initiative for me. Oh, I just rolled a nat 20, so... You're ready to punch him again. I'm, uh, hell yeah, let's go, baby. <laughs> Chad also got a nat 20. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what's your... Uh, if, actually, no, I'll just say that you go first. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. appreciate that. <laughs> Anyone else joining the fight so far? Is it just him and I? Uh, the hooligans will join when they see their Chad get punched in the face, but they go later. So uh, seeing that that bruise and the fury in his eyes, which perfectly matches the fury in mine, quite honestly, I kind of, I give a little bit of a laugh and then I'm going to go to like kick him in the stomach to try and get him a little bit further away from me as well. Okay. And I rolled a nat 20. Damn, Snow's out here to kick ass. <laughs> Snow's ready to beat some dudes. Um. So with a kick, I'm going to say that that will be with the actual punch roll, so that'll be one plus your strength, and then he will get knocked back about, uh, I'll say ten feet, and then let me roll a deck save for him to see if he trips over a chair. Okay, no, that's an 18, so he manages to avoid tripping over a chair, unfortunately, but he is ten feet away from you, and he looks seriously peeved. How much damage was that? Four. Um, after he got pushed away and he, like, narrowly avoids falling over the chair, I'm just gonna smirk at him and be like, I told you I liked it rough. (laughs) She's such a bitch. (laughs) He is not going to, uh, to talk back. He's just enraged and he just wants to hit. And so he is going to attempt to hit your wonderful 18 AC, (laughs) which I'm sure he's gonna do so great with. Oh, technically my AC would be 16 because I wouldn't bring out my um, shield during this. Oh, yeah, okay. That would totally make a big difference. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, he he goes to... Um, he goes to give you a punch of your own, um, but he's, he's either... He was either, like, drunk when he came in or he was, like, just knocked really off balance by the, the punch because he has, like, kind of a staggering... Uh, like movement towards you and so as he swings you're able to just like step out of the way as he like stumbles past you 
so now the the first hooligan is going to come and try to join the fray uh, running up behind you to try and uh, kick at you from behind. Okay, that meets your AC, so that is going to hit you for a whopping two damage. Oh, wow. Damn, that really hurts. I don't know if I'll survive it, guys. Uh, roll a deck save to see if he, because he like kicked at your life, so to see if you get down to your knees as like a reflex. Uh, that is a 15. Now nah, you're good. You, you stumble slightly, but you stay uh, on your feet. Uh, after he kicks me, I assume I, I would turn to kind of face them. The second hooligan looks a lot more anxious about what's happening here, and so he doesn't run up to hit you. Instead, he grabs um, the uh, the mug of ale, and he tries to throw it at you as uh, a thrown weapon. And, and, and also hits your AC. I guess they're better than I thought. <laughs> so that hits you for another two damage, and it also soaks you in ale. Great. At that, I'll kind of wink at that one and be like, oh, thanks for the cooldown, sweetheart. <laughs> In a very, uh, very disparaging, like, just trying to almost, like, match their level of just grossness tone. <laughs> I think she's just gonna kind of, like, focus most of her punches on the Chad right now. Because the other two are just following their, like, dumbass of a leader. Uh, so she's gonna go to punch him again, just in the face. Mostly because it's funny at this point. Uh, so that's a 17. That hits. Hooray! Let's see what it hits for. Once again, it hits for four. Alrighty, alrighty. You give him another nice punch across the face, and this time you feel, like, the crack as you hit his nose. So you definitely broke his nose. Oh my god! You broke his perfect chiseled nose, as it should be. Uh, as as I as as I hear that crunch, I'm gonna let out a sharp laugh and go, "Wow, my fist must be hungry today." Again, the chat hits your AC. Maybe that shield does make a difference. That shield makes a difference, apparently. So he rears back from getting punched uh, in the face and his nose getting broken, and he's like holding his nose, uh, which is now. Uh, spewing blood down his face and he gives you just a death glare and he says you're gonna regret entering this fucking bar bitch as he throws a punch of his own landing across your cheek three damage at that I'm gonna laugh and just go you wish you could make me regret anything but your existence next will be the first hooligan who is going to try to kick you again. This time he misses. You just, you feel it coming. This guy is a one note kind of a fighter. So he goes to kick and you just like step out of the way as his foot goes like flying into the air and almost knocks him off balance. Well, actually maybe it will knock him off balance. <laughs> Let's find out. That knocks him off balance. And so he <laughs> goes just face first onto the floor. She's going to laugh and kind of look down and be like, oh, honey, maybe you should use your fists like a real man. The third hooligan realizing that he does not have anything to throw and really not wanting to get close to you with your scary fists is just gonna run out of the bar. He's like, no, it ain't worth it here. <laughs> Snow's just gonna straight up laugh in that and turn to the chat and be like, wow, real strong men you keep by your side. Hooligan number two is... Um, on the ground, he's prone, so you get advantage on attacks on him, too. I mean, I already have advantage on attacks. Well, you get advantage with kicking. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Good point, good point. All right, um, let's play real dirty here. I'm gonna try to kick him in the nuts. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why the hell not, guys? This is what's fun. I would die if I got a nat 20. That would have been so funny. No, I just got a 17, so... <laughs> Okay, um, roll, so that's going to hit him and that'll land damage. Roll again, and if you hit his AC again, then you got him, like, right in the nuts, so that's going to be double damage. <laughs> I'm hoping. Uh, oh my god, yeah, that's like a 24. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, right, <laughs> right in those balls. So roll, um, actually I'm gonna say uh, for this, roll punching damage um, and then double that. Okay, cool, so that is uh, seven damage. All right, uh, so you kick him and he lets out like the most operatic, most yodeling, <laughs> high-pitched yell as you hit him just like right in the nuts and you you see like his eyes roll back into his head as like the pain n- knocks him out. He is knocked out on that floor. Snow's gonna just laugh and as she turns to Chad, just go, wow, I really didn't expect a threesome tonight. Too bad it's not a good one. So the Chad is going to uh, try to tackle and grapple you to the ground. Oh. Then snow roll and acrobatics check for me. <laughs> That's scary. I don't have good acrobatics. <laughs> Not a dexterous woman. Okay. Oh, never mind. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> That's a 23. Oh, yeah. So he goes to launch at you and he does like clip you where like he kind of like hits your shoulders, but you're able to, like, use the momentum to, like, kind of swivel out of the way as he just, like, belly flops onto the ground beside his passed-out friend. Oh my goodness. Um, alright. Uh, she's gonna pick up one of the bar stools, and she's gonna kind of look down at him and go, You're looking, you're looking a little tired. Would you like a seat? And then try and hit him with the fucking chair. Ha <laughs> 22. Yes, that definitely hits him. <laughs> uh, so you're going to use club damage, which is a 1d4 plus your strength. Dope. Uh, five. Uh, so you, like, where do you slam it? Do you slam it, like, on his head, on his back, just in general on his body? Shoulder back range? Like, I'm not aiming for the head. I don't really want to kill him, but I want it to hurt. Gotcha, okay. So you you slam so you 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 hold the bar stool by like the bottom legs and you slam it down so the actual like seat part just like bashes into his shoulder and back and he lets out like another like just loud just agonizing yell uh, and as you like kind of like lift up the bar stool again you can tell that like he's really out of it and he's in a lot of pain uh, and he's like kind of like uh, for his turn he's going to like struggle almost like he's trying to get back up to his feet but like his arms are like really shaky and he's trembling and like he's like sweating from the exertion and from like the pain of it all um but before you can like get a last hit in you hear the barkeep go all right now that's enough i'm not gonna have any more fighting in my bar all right missy you sit down i'll throw them out snow kind of looks up at the barkeep gives a nod out of respect because ultimately this wasn't what she wanted to do tonight anyways looks back at the two um absolute disgraces on the floor and just kind of says you know you're lucky someone intervened i wouldn't have let you walk out of here and then she just drops the bar stool and walks back to the table she was sitting at and sits back down and so you're out of combat Uh, You're able to watch the barkeep, who is a half-orc woman, just kind of, like, begrudgingly, like, go out from uh, behind the bar, um, and she, like, bends down, and she, like, grabs the Chad's arm and, like, roughly just, like, yanks him up to his feet. He's all, like, shaky and kind of, like, whimpery a little bit, and she's just like, oh, oh, stop your crying. Shut up. You started this fucking mess. Get out of my bar. Uh, And then, so she, like, kind of pushes him, and he, like, staggers a little bit, and then she, like, lifts up. Um, his friend, like, by the, by the shirt, he's still, like, passed out, his head is all lolling, and she's walking him out, and once he's, like, outside of the bar, she, like, physically, like, picks up the passed out guy with, like, one hand, and just, like, chucks him at the Chad, and, uh, his body, like, hits the Chad, and they both, like, crash to the ground, and then she just closes the door, not really caring what happens next. And you are given some peace as uh, the barkeep heads back to continue her job. Um, she's going to go up and grab another mug of ale. And while she does so, she is going to apologize to the barkeep because it really, that was not her intentions for the evening and she feels kind of bad about it. Uh, the, the barkeep kind of like huffs a little bit and she's like, 
Ugh, it's fine. Stuff like that happens all the time, and he was giving you a lot of shit anyway. And she pours you your mug and sets it down. She says, it's on the house for the trouble he gave you. Oh, thank thank you. You really don't have to do that, but I, I appreciate it. And thank you for getting them out of here. Yeah, yeah. I should have told them that they weren't allowed in here in the first place. <laughs> Snow laughs and goes, well, I don't think they'll be back in for a while. Even if they tried to, I ain't gonna let them back in. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. And at that, she takes her ale and goes back and... As she sits at the table, she kind of starts to feel the few bruises she did get, as well as she has a little cut on her cheek from when he managed to get a punch in her face. And she starts kind of like, you know, she winces a little bit. Her leg is really sore. She kind of did get kicked in the knees. Like, that hurts. So she's she kind of just stops a second and takes a big breath, and all the emotions kind of start to hit her at once, and she's just kind of stunned, staring into her reflection that's coming at, like, looking back at her in the ale in the cup. Yeah, she's looking into her reflection. She can see, like, a bruise starting to form on her cheek. She can see the cut that's, like, not, like, actively bleeding, but is still, like, a bit bloody. And just, like, the fatigue from everything that has happened today. Also, like, the cheap gloves that she is wearing have cut into her knuckles a little bit from while she was wearing them, so she kind of rips them off and just throws them to the side. Oh yeah, they're like, they're half falling apart anyway. You were very correct in your assumption that they would just fall apart. Oh, she's like, she kind of, she grabs a napkin or a cloth or whatever from the table and just starts kind of dabbing at the blood on her knuckles and just staring at her hands, like, clearly not in the moment anymore. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say how long she does that for. It could have been for just, like, a couple of minutes or it could have been for a couple of hours. Who's to say? Um, but it's while she's just kind of, like, absently cleaning at her knuckles that at one point, um, uh, there's a soft voice that says, um, are, are you alright from that? And, uh, when Snow looks up, it is the young woman who was reading a book off to the side when she had first entered. Um, she's a, a young halfling woman who has light brown skin and she has these really uh, pretty deep black eyes and this long black hair that is pulled back with um, like some very simple bows. So there's like two braids, it's pulled back uh, with bows, uh, just a very nice kind of elegant hairstyle. Uh, Snow immediately blushes a little bit and kind of like takes a second because she doesn't really know how to respond to that question, honestly. And then just kind of gives her a half smile and's like, yeah, a few bumps and bruises, but I'll I'll be okay. Um, would you would you like an, any help uh, cleaning that stuff up? I, I I know that it's hard to clean your own wounds sometimes with how much it stings. Um, it, it's all right if not. Oh, I uh, I I I wouldn't want to trouble you. I mean, I you were reading a book earlier. I don't want to bother you. Oh, rereading a book. It's fine. Um, I just came here for uh, just some peace and quiet. And then, of course, those guys decided that that wasn't going to happen for anyone tonight. <laughs> Snow kind of chuckles a bit and goes, oh, I'm, I, I'm afraid I played a bit of part in that, too. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, it's perfectly fine. You were defending yourselves from those disgusting men. She just kind of like, as as she says that, um, Snow just kind of like rolls her eyes and goes, men truly are disgusting. She gestures to the seat across from me at the table um, and says, uh, may I? Oh, yeah, yeah, of, of course. So she sits down and she sets her book down. And this is when you notice that she has um, like some rags, bandages and stuff, which either means that she already got it from the bar hoping that she would help you or she's just like a mom friend that has that in her purse it's hard to tell either way snow immediately her heart starts beating really fast and she's like oh god this girl's too nice uh she holds out her hand for either of your hands that has the bloody knuckles to start treating first uh instinctively she holds out her right hand and then realizes her hand is probably sweaty and quickly wipes it off first <laughs> cute <laughs> um what did you what was your name I, I don't recall if you mentioned it i'm sorry today's been a bit of a day 
Oh, it's all right. I didn't mention it. Uh, my name's Mitra. Mitra, it's nice to meet you. I'm Snow. It's wonderful to meet you, Snow. And she, uh, she takes your hand and starts, uh, she wets one of the rags with uh, some of the cleaning solution and she starts gently uh, dabbing and wiping at them. Um, and it's things from the the medicine, but she's also being just like exceedingly gentle. Oh, <laughs> Snow kind of just like is is both avoiding contact eye contact with her, but also like her eyes are gorgeous and she's staring at them. But she's trying to make it really obvious she's not staring at them, and it's just it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> she she silently cleans your your hands for a little bit and. She will occasionally glance up at you, notice that you're, like, looking at her, and then you quickly look away, and she gives, like, a small grin. Uh, and after a couple minutes, she says, um, you can tell me if you don't want to, but it seemed like there was maybe a bit more on your mind than just those guys being creepy. Um, did you want to talk about it? Uh, Snow kind of just, like, She's been holding herself pretty, like, upright this whole time, and she just deflates a little bit, and it's like all the emotion of the day kind of just hit her at once. And she looks into the beautiful, deep eyes that Mitra has, and she kind of just, almost like she can't help herself, just starts talking. I, well, you see, like... I'm part of this group, and, like, my, my sister's in this group, and, and, and we met these people, and it's like, we haven't known each other that long, but, like, you know, they all seem really nice, and we, we, we trust each other, and then, and then this one guy who I, I, I really liked, and we were really good friends, and then he, he questioned me, and he questioned her, and he, he stole from my sister, and he betrayed basically the whole group, and, like, honestly, I don't know how to deal with it, and I feel like he's just causing problems, and I'm... I want to. I, I don't want us to not be a group, but I. I don't know how how to not hate him right now. She lets you like get all that, just vent that all out, and she's nodding along, um, not really like saying much, just kind of letting you get it all out. Um, and then when you when you pause, and it seems like you want a response of some kind, she says, "Well, if you don't want to not be a group." Then have you considered trying to talk to him about it? Trying to explain why what he did hurt you? I mean, I I, I, I kinda yelled at him about it a little bit. Um there was also like he, he questioned me a little bit and so it kinda I feel like he doesn't trust me and like if 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 he doesn't trust me, like why should I trust him? That's fair. How how long have you known this guy? Only like a couple weeks. And at that, she kind of looks embarrassed at realizing she's putting this much emotional weight to something that really wasn't anything to start with because they've only known each other a couple weeks. Uh, she kind of notices you get that realization and she kind of nods a little bit. Um, well, maybe the reason why he doesn't really trust you that much is because you've only known each other for a couple weeks. That doesn't make the whole stealing thing, right? And you definitely should talk to him about that. Talk, not yell. Um, but, I mean, maybe it's boundaries that need to be set, or a, a firmer dialogue? Uh, I, don't, I don't know the guy, but if he's anywhere like those assholes that were in here, I think that you should just kick him to the curb. She laughs a little and just kind of, like, nods, smiling, and just, no, he's definitely not as bad as those guys. That's, I wouldn't have ever put up with that. <laughs> Good, but, it doesn't seem like you would. Oh, God, no. But, um, yeah, maybe, I, I don't know, I also don't want to step on my sister's toes. Like, I don't want to go in her place and set boundaries when it was her things that were you know, stolen and stuff. Well, don't set boundaries for your sister, but that doesn't mean you can't have boundaries. Snow kind of nods and suddenly realizes, like, damn, that was legitimately really good advice. <laughs> and she's just kind of like, hmm. 
kind of wish I'd met you yesterday. <laughs> well, maybe we would have met in better circumstances. <laughs> oh, I don't know. This this isn't seeming too bad, to be honest. You can make out a blush uh, on her cheeks when you say that. And she finishes wrapping up your one hand and then lets it go and reaches for your other one. Snow just immediately is already kind of giving it to her, not even thinking about it. Uh, where did you learn to uh, fix up wounds like this? Oh, uh, it was something that I learned from uh, my family doctor. Uh, I was I was getting into a lot of scrapes when I was a kid. <laughs> I was more adventurous than I am now. But uh, <laughs> I, I just learned a little bit so that I wouldn't have to bother them all the time. I don't know. I feel like you could be pretty adventurous even now. <laughs> Maybe. I haven't really been adventurous in 10 years, probably. Um, I've mostly been doing a lot more quiet traveling for my family. Oh, that's wonderful. And I assume you're, do you live in this part, these parts or are you traveling here or? Um, I've, I've been traveling around a bit. Um, I was doing uh, a couple business meetings for my family, uh, which brought me here and I finished them up two days ago. So I've just been enjoying my time in the city before I have to get moving into whatever else my family wants me to go and do now. Well, I, I'm also not from here. We're uh, here on a, we, we came here from a, an adventuring uh, a job from the guild. Snow, like, very obviously is stuttering over everything she says out of nerves as well as very false confidence. Aww. <laughs> uh, she, she gives a smile and says, I, I thought that you might have been an adventuring type, and she gestures to your everything that you're wearing. <laughs> Snow kind of, like, blushes and is like, ah. Yeah, it's obvious. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I don't know how much long I'm much longer I'm going to be in town, but perhaps we could keep in touch. Of course, yeah, I, I would love that. Um, I, I'd love to meet your uh, adventuring party too, if you would want me to. Maybe I can give that guy a look over and tell you from an outside perspective what kind of a guy he is. Oh, I would love that. I am not exactly the. Uh... Best judge of character sometimes. <laughs> she finishes wrapping up your other hand, and then she gets up and kind of like moves over to join you on your side of the table to help with the cut on your cheek, and then pauses and says, May I? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, of course. Snow's like, beat fucking red right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her so much. Uh, so she sits next to you, um, and she sits close, similar to how the Chad was, but of course this time it's very different and it just feels much nicer and is consensual. And <laughs> so she dabs at the cut on your cheek and she uh, leans in a bit closer, uh, like with your hands, she was leaning in close to check over your hands and now she's leaning in close to check over your cheek. So she's much closer to your face and you can see like, um, in her big dark eyes, there are like glints of gold kind of dancing around in there that just mixed with the the deep uh, brown that creates that almost like glittering black kind of a feature in her eyes. Before she can stop herself, Snow just goes, your eyes look like honey. And then immediately is like, oh God, what did I just say? Oh God, oh God. And like has a look of panic on her face. <laughs> she... Uh, her focus goes from the cut to to your eyes to focus on you as a whole, and she gives a, a smile and a soft chuckle and says, your eyes remind me of icicles. <laughs> uh, Snow just kind of, like, does not know how to respond to that and goes somehow even more red than she already was before <laughs> and just kind of, like... Almost like, almost like she's memorizing what Mitra looks like, but like not in a creepy way, just in like an appreciative way. In a sapphic way. Oh, very sapphic. <laughs> <laughs> the most sapphic way. <laughs> she uh, looks a little embarrassed and just smiles at that and looks back to uh, the cut. And she finishes with that and uh, puts a 
uh, a sticky bandage over the cut so that uh, it doesn't get affected. Um, and then she shifts back just like an inch to give you a bit more space. And she says, um, c- can I buy you a drink, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love that. But honestly, I should buy you one for, for helping me deal with my uh, injuries. Oh, it's fine. Um, no, this is no, just a I, little... I insist. Okay, sure. And Snow gets up and gets them both some drinks. This is very cute, very gay. My heart is full of love. So gay! The gayest it possibly could have been, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say we could just, like, kind of generalize the rest, the rest of the night. Yeah, fade to black. <laughs> but we could just, yeah, generalize the rest of the night, and then I would assume at, like, some early hour in the morning, feeling ten times better than she did before, ends up back at the guild at some point. Yes. Um, do you know how many, so if you're staying for several more hours, like, into the night, um, do you know how many drinks Snow would have? Um, a a couple, not too, like, she wouldn't want to get, like, blackout drunk, mostly because she is more invested in Mitra than drinking at this point. Yeah. But, like, probably at least one or two more. So, the two of you, uh, just have a, have a drink or two, you talk, and it seems like no hour or no time has passed by until like it's just like the the inn or sorry nothing the tavern stays open all night and it's only when like um it's only when Mitra just finally checks the time like goes and asks the barkeep for the time that she's like oh my god oh my goodness it's so late um I sh- I should be getting back um. Can I can I walk you to wherever you're staying? I I mean I was gonna offer that with you. <laughs> oh sure, um, wh- whatever you'd like. I'd I'd love for a nice strong woman to escort me home. <laughs> I'd I'd be honored. You head on out, and she is leading the way um, uh, through the streets, and uh, you notice that as you are uh, as she's leading the way, just kind of generally chatting with you um she leads you into the noble district and it's not too far until you get to uh one of the many more expensive homes um that they have in wingston and you get to the doorstep and she turns to look at you and she smiles and she says uh here i am um thank you for just giving me such a wonderful time tonight Snow kind of raises her eyebrows at the house and goes, mm, nice place. And um, truly, thank thank you. I amazingly needed you tonight. <laughs> well, uh, I'm always happy to be needed. <laughs> uh, if you ever want to reach me, you can always send a letter to uh, to the Mercenaries Guild or just, a, you know, to find me. I'll, I'll make sure that I'm, I'm known of where I am. Sure, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll definitely do that. So just ask for Snow at the Mercenaries Guild then? Or should I ask for your team name? or? Uh, either or. Our team name is uh, Vox Anima, but they, they should know I'm part of that if you say Snow. I, I don't think too many people are named Snow, and she kind of chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, I hope that you have a good rest of your night, Snow, and get plenty of rest. Let all those uh, injuries heal. Um, and I, I hope that we can see each other again. Maybe are you are you in town for much longer? Uh, I I honestly don't know. I I'm not sure we have we have a set day of when we're leaving quite yet. But um, yeah, if you if you reach out, I can let you know. All right, wonderful. Um, and she uh she kind of like she doesn't quite move. She grows a little quiet. She doesn't quite move. She's uh rocking a little bit on her uh feet and kind of looks at you. And then she Snow, leans Snow just takes charge. Snow takes charge. <laughs> she's got she's got alcoholic confidence here. <laughs> she fully leans in and just kisses her, knowing what's going on. Ah, <laughs> uh, beautiful. Roll it roll a d20 for me. Oh my god. Wait. That's scary. 19. <laughs> that is a good fucking kiss. That is a good kiss. This was Snow's night. <laughs> 
she of course returns your kiss and it is it's hard to tell if it's the alcohol but you don't think it's the alcohol that is a good kiss and um when you pull back uh her face is now beat red she's been blushing a little bit throughout the night but now she's just very deep beat red and she gives like a a little giggle and she's like (laughs) i i I was um thank you (laughs) snow just kind of like grins now full of actual confidence and gives her a bit of a wink and says i hope i'll hear from you have a have a good night and starts to head back you too and uh if you glance back, you can see her, like, on the porch for another minute, just kind of, like, smiling a little bit to herself, and she finally heads inside. The cutest. I love this. Ugh. Need more gay moments. <laughs> see, Kian, this is what you could have with Leaf, but no. Yeah, Kian! No <laughs> Listen, they're aggressively slow burn. I can't help this. <laughs> you gotta have that lesbian speed. Come on. <laughs> The lesbian speed versus the aggressive slow burn is hilarious. (laughs) Yes. I've seen your Pinterest board. It's not going slowly. Oh, no. (laughs) We know it isn't. I can now read the chat. I could not look at that because I knew I'd laugh. Yeah, there is a lot going on. Snotra? (laughs) Snotra for the win! Excuse you, it's pronounced Snotra? Snotra. Critically Chaotic is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast brought to you by the following people. The DM is Zan, who can be found as at Zandir on all platforms. They is played by Alex, who simply cannot be found. Snow is played by Bean, aka Alexa, who can be found in a variety of ways, but mainly at Alexandra underscore Jaden on Twitter. Carius is played by Kian, who can be found as at LostFanboy on most platforms. Jerome is played by Lady, who writes, quote, and that's all you get, you dirty gremlins. Mogan is played by Queen, who chooses not to be located at this time, or ever. Leaf is played by Sela, also known as Strawberry Online, who can be found as at underscore strawberry milk on Twitter. The theme song is Melody by Emery. If you would like to support Critically Chaotic, please consider leaving a 5-star review and following us on whatever podcast listening platform you are currently using. You can find us at CritChaoticPod on Twitter with no underscores, where we post updates and retweet fan content. For any other platform you would like to see us on, please look in the description. We will see you next week for the continuing adventures of Box Anima. Have a great week, everyone. Another thing added to the absolutely horrible day. Anyways, what else do we get up to? <laughs> they and the horrible, awful, no good, really bad day. <laughs> I love yeah. that. That could be the name of the episode. There hey, we go. There you go. Perfect. Oh my <laughs>